make sure to go to TimCast.com, click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do. And you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. Last night was an amazing event. You can all check it out at youtube.com slash TimCast IRL. We were joined on stage at TPUSA's America Fest. We had Tucker Carlson, James O'Keefe, Charlie Kirk, and of course, the ragtag bunch you know and love, Ian Crossland, Seamus Coughlin, Luke Rutkowski, and I. And uh, we talked a lot about where we're headed. Donald Trump, who his VP pick is going to be. And we're heading into 2024. It's going to be a wild year. And I'm asked, what's the point of the election? And I said, to win. Yeah, but do you really think, Tim, there will be a fair election? And my answer is no. I don't think elections are fair. I mean, I guess they're fair in the sense that all is fair in love and war, right? But what I mean is everybody's got their dirty tricks to play. There's going to be a lot of political gamesmanship, policy and procedure. So define fair. The point is you go out and vote. You register people to vote and Trump can't lose. Now, I think the reality is that no matter what happens, the Democrats will deny the results. I believe if the Democrats win, Republicans will also deny the results. So should be interesting. But that being said, there's a reason why I'm starting off this morning with this segment from Stephen Colbert's Dirty Mouth. Stephen Colbert goes off on Trump's Hitler-esque immigration comments. Hitler-esque. Oh, boy. Here we go again, ladies and gentlemen. MSNBC says... Donald Trump has truly earned comparisons to Adolf Hitler. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides every Everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKSeedKits.com. Promo code podcast. Get your seeds. Get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. Do you know what's going on with this story and why they're saying it? You may have seen it in the news before, but I'm going to break it down for you because we've got developments pertaining to the immigration crisis in Chicago, New York, in this country, but particularly how Chicago and New York are handling it. Right now, you have Brandon Johnson of Chicago, a far leftist, screaming and begging on camera saying this migrant crisis is destroying us. You have local Democrat voters in Chicago, in the black community, demanding that these migrants stop being allowed to come in and stop taking their resources. You have the city saying, actually, do I have this one pulled up? Chicago will impound buses that are bringing migrants in. Now, of course, these people, these mayors, Chicago, New York, You know, they're blaming Republicans for this. Nice try. It don't fly. 
The residents, the Democrats, they're saying no. Hence, Joe Biden. I haven't pulled up the latest polls, but there was a story from a couple weeks ago. Joe Biden is leading Trump in New York by 10 points. And that is bad news for Joe Biden. Now, of course, the average person says, what? He's, he's winning by 10 points. It's massive. Uh-huh. And New York is D plus 27. Now, that's shocking. Worrying still for Democrats, or worrisome still, is that Donald Trump has a massive lead in swing states and a massive lead among voters who did not vote in 2020. Now, I've been safely here in my uh, Western Maryland slash West Virginia uh, properties where the only thing I have to worry about in terms of illegal border crossings is the deer. They come onto my property and they eat my grapes. They're eating everything. You know, they ate my apples. I'm kidding. I, we got a lot of apples. The apples are all gone. It's too cold now. But those deer did come around, eat all my pears and apples. We weren't really planning on doing much with them anyway, though. I don't really care the deer are here. You know, it's, it's just silly fun. But uh, that's our worry. How many deer do we have? Actually, we do have a lot. We're not worried about illegal immigrants coming into our towns and community because you know, we're in West Virginia. However, as Americans, we are concerned about what this means for the country. For people who live in Chicago, my friends, you know, this is beyond my my perspective for the most part, as I no longer live in this city. But many of you probably do. In fact, we we, you know, doing our analytics over at TimCast.com, the largest uh, region that we have is Chicago. More more viewers from Chicago than anywhere else, though it's not the majority. The stories I'm hearing are are horrifying. Police stations full of migrants. Buses coming in, migrant centers. They're, I guess they're canceling one. It's, 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 it's insane. The, the people I know, they're saying it's crazy. The homeless camps everywhere. They're seeing migrants being given golden treatment, free food, free shelter. The homeless are being ignored. It's, it is, I don't think people understand. But when you see Brandon Johnson losing at the mayor, screaming in a new video about how it's, it's, it's Greg Abbott's fault. Let me just say this. When regular Americans in major urban cities are shrieking about the immigration crisis and then Donald Trump comes out and says strongly, we've got to deal with the immigration problem, 15 or 16 million. And then you see the corporate press and the likes of Colbert come out and say, oh, Trump is being Hitler. Do you know who the odd person out here is? It ain't Donald Trump. Donald Trump said something to the effect of, the the uh, it's it's poisoning the blood they they are poisoning the blood of this country and the argument here is that the corporate press saying Trump says immigrants are and Republicans saying no he's referring to Democrats allowing all of these policies that result in fentanyl and trafficking spare us because they said in 1925 Hitler said the same thing okay let's talk about it though because I'll say this before we get started on this current track with the way the corporate press is responding. With the, the scale of the crisis, Donald Trump cannot lose 2024 on the merits. Notice I said on the merits, because you, you get what that means. Donald Trump cannot lose based on the argument. And, and I'll tell you this. I believe that on the argument, Trump won in 2020. I think uh, uh, Tucker Carlson said something similar last night on Timcast IRL. When it comes to, to talking to a person who knows politics, if you remove politics from the question, politicians, and just ask them, 
A, B, C, D, one, two, three, four, which one do you want? They always choose Trump policies. But many of them don't like Trump. And then you also had procedural rule changes and things like that that greatly benefited Democrats. So the merits are not the only thing you need to win an election. The votes are. But let's uh, let's read this. And I want to show you the extent and the seriousness of this crisis as it escalates and how the corporate press is responding. Before we get started, my friends, head over to thebestsongever.com. Click the link in the description below. Click download at your price. It's 69 cents. Buy the song together again. It's available on YouTube. It's got millions of hits. We are going full steam on this song. And it's a team up between the Timcast crew and the Daily Wire to uh, make a song, really. What, how do we really feel? We just want to keep forcing our way and building up our own industries. That's really it. And the one, you know, they, they don't want to recognize us. They don't want to accept it. They want to insult the Daily Wire's movies. They want to insult the music we make and the content we make. So we're going to keep doing it and we're going to keep investing in culture building. If you buy this song by clicking download at your price, you can help this song hit the billboard charts. And when it does, well, eventually they're going to have no choice but to accept that we're doing better than they are as an industry. And don't get me wrong. We're nowhere near the size of any big major band, Taylor Swift. In fact, you know, Phil Labonte, recurring co-host on the Timcast IRL, has got seven gold records on a platinum. We're nowhere near any of that. OK, but we are investing heavily into building culture, beat the coffee shops, et cetera, and all that good stuff. So if you want to support us and build these cultural endeavors, pushing back on the machine. We're going to be signing new bands. We're working on a lot of music. And when you buy the song, you'll get a promo code 35% off castbrew.com. Totally worth it. For 69 cents, you get a great deal. Sign up at, uh, to, uh, to buy Cast Brew Coffee. But let's get started here. Stephen Colbert goes off on Trump's Hitler-esque quotes. Look at this guy. You know, I tweeted about this. And then everyone posts that vaccine video, which really is dystopian and terrifying if you really think about it. But sure. OK, Colbert is a psychotic individual. I, he really is. Here we go. As if being compared to Hitler and Mussolini by top psychologists wasn't enough for Donald Trump. And as if we care, to be honest. But let's keep reading. The embattled former wannabe president decided to echo some of Der Fuhrer's most xenophobic language when he went on a rant about immigration over the weekend. Oh, I love this. Stephen Colbert was rendered nearly speechless after hearing Trump's tirade, it's beginning to look a lot like fascism, he's saying on Monday, before playing a clip of former president claiming immigrants are poisoning the blood of the country. Now, you see what they do here. You see what they do here. That is absolutely disgusting, said Colbert. Also not true. The blood of our country is not being poisoned by immigrants. It's being poisoned by dipping pizza in ranch dressing, which I, I'm a fan of, you know, just uh, all things in moderation. On a more serious note, Colbert noted that the statements is horrifying in and of itself, but it gets even worse when you realize the term blood poisoning was used by Hitler in his manifesto Mein Kampf. Why? Why is that statement so shocking to these people? Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five star reviews on Trustpilot, Google and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, 
When it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877 646 5347. Here's what I got to say. You know, Trump, I think he could always go for a little bit more tact. He could do a better job. But, you know, it is what it is, whatever. Listen, the use of terms don't mean much to me. Nobody likes Hitler, okay? That's stupid. And you keep comparing Trump to him over and over again. You're like Chicken Little, or I don't know, what was that? The sky was falling. You're like the boy who cried wolf. It's probably a better one. Yet nobody's going to listen to you because you keep screeching like a banshee that Trump is Hitler. And I can already hear the leftists going now. Yes, because it's true. Shut up. No, it's not. Trump did so little to exert authority when he was president. I mean it. I mean it. You had these mass riots. And what did Trump do? Exactly. Trump is not the dictator they claim he is. Meanwhile, you have this country facing its destruction. 15 to 16 million migrants. Let me let me show you what Trump actually said. NBC News says Trump says immigrants are, quote, poisoning the blood of our country. Biden campaign likens comments to Hitler. Keep doing it. Keep doing it, please. Because I got to tell you, when you look at the polling on immigration, when you look at the mayors of New York and Chicago screaming about how bad immigration is, and then Trump comes out after them. Do you really think this is going to resonate with regular people? Here's what Trump really said. They let I think the real number is 15 to 16 million people into our country. When they do that, we got a lot of work to do. They're poisoning the blood of our country. Oh, well, the context is a little bit different, isn't it? You see, how is it that NBC News decided they will interpret what Trump meant? That's what I find fascinating. Is it possible, nearly likely? That Donald Trump was saying immigrants are poisoning the blood of our country? Absolutely. And I think that would be a reasonable assessment. So I get what NBC News is saying. But allow me, my friends, to be an objective journalist for all of you. The real headline for this story is Trump makes quote about Democrats and policy says uh, blood of country being poisoned. And the reason why you have to do it that way is to understand the basic context of human language. They let I think the real number is 15 to 16 million people into our country. When they do that, we got a lot of work to do. Okay. Who is they, though? Who is they, though, in this statement? Well, the statement starts with a they let them in the country, referring to Democrats. When they do that, we got a lot of work to do. Democrats, they're poisoning the blood of the country. The entire time, the entire context of his statement is Democrats are poisoning the blood of the country. Now, there's a couple of ways to interpret this. Donald Trump is saying Democrat policy is poisoning the blood of this country. By all means, compare the poisoning blood or whatever to Hitler. It's still something Hitler said. But you see how they play this game where they say Trump says immigrants are doing this. By all means, I really don't care if you want to make say that and keep calling Trump Hitler and all that. I got to tell you, let me show you this video. Let me. Uh, oh, we got a, a, an amazing post from uh, Ashley St. Clair, actually. Do I do I not have the video? OK, here we go. I'm sorry. Let me show you this video and then let's uh, let's try and understand what we think is going to happen with uh, urban liberals, urban liberals. Here we go. The issue is not just how we respond 
in the city of Chicago is the fact that we have a governor, a governor, an elected official in the state of Texas that is placing families on buses without shoes, cold, wet, tired, hungry, afraid, traumatized, and then they come to the city of Chicago where we have homelessness, we have mental health clinics that have been shut down and closed, you have people who are seeking employment. The, the governor of Texas needs to take a look in the mirror of the chaos that he is causing for this country. This is not just a Chicago dynamic. He is attacking our country. Now, I just got to ask you, how many people do you think are going to fall for this? Because the governor of Texas is not the one who is bringing illegal immigrants in. In fact, he's doing everything he can, or maybe not everything, but he's doing a lot to try and stop it. And who is it, in fact, who is making it all worse? I got to tell you, it is Joe Biden. So if you are wondering why it is there are a wave of migrants, illegal immigrants in your city, you need only look to Joe Biden. Texas governor signs law making it a state crime to cross the border illegally. This will allow them to start rounding people up, arresting them as they cross the border and not handing them over to, to the feds. You see, Texas had put up barriers and the federal government intervened and removed them. So the Democratic Party wants to do this. Texas did the smartest thing they could and said, fine, we'll send them your way. We'll send them to your sanctuary cities and sanctuary states. What more could you ask for? But now they're losing their minds. Be it, you know, uh, uh, Brandon Johnson or Eric Adams. Look at this from a couple days ago. Mayor Ad Adams, migrant crisis will lead to extremely painful budget cuts. Doesn't expect feds to help. Who do you think's getting blamed? Do you think anyone is going to care? I was talking to some people in Chicago. You know, that's where I'm from. Y'all know that. And the stories I hear are insane. The migrants that are everywhere, the police stations are full. I guess recently they started pulling migrants out of police stations. No joke. They were stuffing illegal immigrants into police stations for some reason. And I know people who are not political. They're like, what's going on, man? Brilliant play by the Republicans who said, let's show the Democrats who voted for this exactly what they voted for. No longer will we bear the brunt of Joe Biden's psychotic policy of destroying this country. And lo and behold. Many people are now angry and waking up and the mayors of these cities, they can't do nothing about it. And they'll try and blame whoever they can blame, but it's going to be on Biden. So when Donald Trump says immigration's a problem and he says Democrats are poisoning the blood of the country. OK, you, 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 I guess the argument is how are Democrats poisoning the blood by bringing in illegal immigrants? Therefore, Trump is saying immigrants are doing it. You still are making leaps in the interpretation. I think it's reasonable for an opinion piece to make that assessment. I think a true news piece would say Trump criticizes Democrat policy, criticizes immigration, says blood of country is being poisoned. And then you let someone read the quote and they can try and interpret it for themselves. But we don't have news organizations anymore. We have partisan, deep state run garbage. We have this tweet from Ashley St. Clair. She said, Migrant placed next to, me, next to me in my premium cabin still has his bag from processing center. A majority of this flight is migrants bust in from the processing center. Can Delta please let all of their customers know what medical screenings are being done for these migrants illegally crossing our border from all over the world and being flown on their flights? 
Not the first time we've heard something like this. They are giving illegal immigrants the golden treatment. Why? Why? Joe Biden, I believe, not just Joe Biden, but Democrats are trying to maximize chaos and destruction because they know they're going to lose. I believe they're trying to cause a massive crisis so that 2024 rolls around and they can weaponize it to their advantage. There's a lot of ways they can, but we will see if Donald Trump ends up winning, winning 2024. I think they'll then blame all the chaos from the illegal immigration on Trump. Ashley St. Clair tweeted, I have flown 200,000 miles of Delta this year. I have all the Delta cards. I've had countless people become Delta card holders. You can consider me no longer a customer of Delta until they disclose how much money from taxpayers they're willing, willingly accepting to transport illegal immigrants. Luke R. Mahoney says, I am a diamond medallion on Delta, and I want an answer to this question. Ashley says, I'm getting dozens of messages from people with status saying they won't be flying Delta anymore. This is what these airlines are doing. So you know what? I got to say, when Stephen Colbert comes out and says, I can't believe Donald Trump would say such a thing. Oh, how could you say this about immigrants? I'm just like, dude, read the room. The polls are favoring Donald Trump. And why? Well, I hate to tell you, but it's because of immigration. So when Donald Trump says something as shocking, you've walked right into his trap. Yeah, look, I don't like language that is similar or whatever to like Hitlerian ideas or whatever you want to call you and criticize Trump all day and night. Fine, whatever. Hitler liked dogs. He was an artist and he drank water. There's a lot of things you can point to an evil man and try and find commonality. Criticizing policy that is destroying the country that the people in democratic cities are saying, not just Trump. Well, there you go. So it may be, it may be the case that Trump is dangerously close to Hitlerian speech, whatever. Do you think, you think a 50-year-old mom in Chicago knows or cares? I'll tell you what happens. You got these moms, especially in black neighborhoods, and they're saying, why is my child's school overrun with illegal immigrants? I'm not kidding. They're putting illegal immigrants in, in school gyms. So you got some 12-year-old going to school and they're a bunch of non-citizens sleeping in the school? Parents are probably getting angry. Homeschool your kids, by the way. And then Donald Trump comes out and says, you see what they're doing? They've got 15 to 16 million coming in this country. Illegal immigrants. And you know what? He can say anything because the regular people are like, the Democrats keep defending this. I've got to vote Republican. You ask yourself how it is that Miami flipped Republican. Well, look no further, my friends. It is the policy like this. You know, look, Ron DeSantis as a governor, tremendous job. He's a good dude. He's a politician. His campaign, utter garbage. Tucker, uh, Tucker's trending on, on X because he said that of the DeSantis campaign. They're surrogates. That, uh, you know, they're some of the uh, nastiest people on the Internet. That's what he said. My point is this. They insult Ron, they insult Vivek, they keep saying these things, but it doesn't matter because sooner or later, someone living in Chicago or in any urban district is going to stop and say, you know, Trump may be all the things you claim he is. He's also the only person who's trying to solve the problem I'm experiencing. And if we vote for Joe Biden, he will make it 10 times worse. 
by all means, call Trump whatever you want. People will still vote for it. Cry about that. Shaking your boots all day and night. You'll say, but Tim, isn't that scarier? I don't care. I don't. Because you are destroying this country. And Donald Trump is the only one talking about solutions. It's going to be a wild ride. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out. And I'll see you all then. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S.? With more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S., they have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. I must confess, this one actually caught me off guard. I thought the answer was going to be to the question, if Donald Trump chooses Nikki Haley, would you still vote for Trump? I assumed the answer was going to be, yeah, but we're not happy about it. I mean, that's basically my answer. I feel like it's a realistic answer, but Tucker Carlson disagrees. Last night at Turning Point USA, wow, we were in Phoenix, Arizona last night, and here I am once again in the morning back in D.C. That was a brutal trip, to be completely honest, but it was amazing, and it was totally worth it. And uh, a lot of news is coming out about the conversation that we had. So the previous day, it was Luke Rutkowski who asked, would you still vote for Trump if Trump chose Nikki Haley? My answer is probably yes. I mean, I think that's realistic. I didn't say I like it. People in the audience were groaning. And I, I agree. I mean, it's a bad ticket. But Donald Trump is infinitely better than whatever the Democrats have to offer. And although I think Nikki Haley is awful, as VP, am I really all that concerned? It would be, uh, it would be awful. But Tucker, Car Tucker Carlson says not only would he not vote for it, he would actively fight against it. And he went off on Nikki Haley. Now, I think the reality is, guys, there is probably a small possibility it could be Nikki Haley. I want to be honest with you, because here's the issue. You've got these polls coming out saying that she's doing well with certain demographics. Of Vivek Ramaswamy, a Carrie Lake, a Christy Nome, they already capture that Trump base. If Trump wants a coalition among the right, he's, he's probably going to have to pander to some neocons. But I ultimately don't think it will happen. Uh, I, I, I really, really don't know. And, and it's funny because I, I know what Luke was doing. Luke said, how about everybody here names who they want the VP to be? And everybody's like Tucker Carlson. Come on. Now, Ian Crossland said Vivek Ramaswamy. I think uh, Seamus also said, I think Vivek would be fantastic. And I completely agree. Vivek Ramaswamy, though I don't know that Vivek wants to be VP. Maybe, maybe. But we all kind of just said, you know, Tucker Carlson. When, you know, look, Tucker's working for Fox. There's no, really con there's no real conversation about whether he would leave Fox to do that. But he doesn't work there anymore. He works for himself now. And once the possibility is being entertained that Tucker Carlson might be the pick, 
we're all like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, what I said on stage is that Tucker has got his finger on the pulse of this country, or at least on the right. And if we're talking about, you know, Trump having a massive advantage in swing states among people who did not vote before, this is, that is Tucker Carlson. He's a guy who speaks to many of these people. They're hearing that message. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to downplay the work that many other commentators do. I certainly think we play a role. We have a fairly moderate audience, and I respect uh, all of you guys. You make your decisions. You make decisions uh, for yourselves. But I know, hey, man, we're, we're, we're up on stage, and I said, Nikki Haley, you watch the clip, and they're like, no, and I'm like, no, wow, already? No? It really is surprising to me because I got to be honest. There's 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 a lot that Trump can do. I'd still vote for him, you know, and I, I didn't vote for him in 2016, but I am deeply concerned about what happens if Trump is not the president. Now, I don't know what's going to happen in 2024. It is it is a, it is a, is a terrible is a difficult thing to see. But let's go through this. And then I want to talk to you about, uh, oh, boy, they're none too happy. But the turning point USA straw poll, I'm pretty sure still has Tucker Carlson in the lead. This is who the people want. Nobody wants Joe Biden. We got new data coming out. His approval rating is the lowest it has ever been. My friends, before we get started, head over to thebestsongever.com. Click download your price. And uh, you can name any price, but it's 69 cents to purchase the song together again, which is currently available on uh, YouTube. You can watch it. We got a lot of funny stuff going on in here. This is a team up with The Daily Wire's Jeremy Boring and Michael Knowles. We did a cover version in a modern sense of their song, teaming up to uh, sell a bunch of music. That's really what we want to do. We want to sell the songs. We want to prove that we can build a parallel economy. We can build parallel economy in movies. We can build parallel economy in music. Buying this song, add it to your collection. It helps us move the needle forward. Really, that's, it's that simple. We want to send a message to the woke industries. Enough people buy this song. We will chart on Billboard. And I am looking forward, for, I'm looking forward to Jeremy Boring and Michael Knowles, Smokey Mike and the God King. Guys, please understand this. Smokey Mike and the God King was a gag is a gag band that was made because the music industry gave a middle finger to Jeremy Boring and Michael Knowles. This we sell enough of these. They will have a billboard charting song. We've we got a couple and it's all thanks to you guys. But this is what we want to do. We want to sell. We want to build the parallel economy, sell songs, sell coffee, sell movies, all of that stuff. Step one, we do what we can. You don't like the music. OK, don't buy it. But we, we do appreciate your support and feel free to not like it because you don't have to like everything we make. But let's jump into the story. We have this from media. Tucker Carlson says he would fight Trump reelection if he picks Haley as VP would be reason to oppose the ticket. I was actually I think we have a, we have a better clip of this. I was actually really surprised. I got to be completely honest. Uh, but let me play the clip for you. You can hear it for yourself. It's only 30 seconds. Someone asked me, would you vote for Trump if he chose Nikki as VP? And I. Would you guys vote for Trump? Well, that's the question that I asked you specifically. Well, I I would not only not vote for that ticket, I would I would advocate against it as strongly as I could. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's just that's just poison. I mean, here's someone who's actively opposed to the interests of the country I grew up in, who endorsed the BLM riots and who is not only is is not left, but is neoliberal in the darkest, most speaking of nihilist, nihilistic Mm -hmm. way. And has no real popular support. Is a, is a creature of the oligarchs. So yeah, that would be that would be reason to oppose the ticket. Someone that's that's I'm. You heard me in the clip say wow, and then I just said wow again because it it is a bold and powerful statement. Uh, Tucker's fantastic. I'm I'm a big fan. It was an honor and a privilege that uh, we were able to put this to put this together and that he joined us on stage. It was a really amazing amazing night. 
Tucker gives this, uh, he gives his speech. I think he went on for like an hour almost because he had like 45 minutes. He went over and they're coming. They're like, Tim Tucker's, you know, he's going long. And I'm like, awesome. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> like, we're so excited. And uh, he comes right off the stage and comes right back on to join us for a long form two hour conversation and uh, dropped some bangers. Former Fox News host Tucker Carlson said on Monday he would fight Donald Trump's reelection efforts if Trump picked Nikki Haley. During a live discussion with Tim Pool, we get it, we get it. That was the quote. Last week, Trump's daughter-in-law, Laura Trump, refused to rule out the possibility of a Trump-Haley ticket, telling Newsmax host Eric Balling, crazier things have happened. I don't know. I would never say never with Donald J. Trump. Never say never. Trump himself, however, has called the idea unlikely. But I'm not so convinced it's absolutely unlikely. And I look, guys, let's be pragmatic. Haley is awful. None of us like her. We groan when we hear what she has to say. She lies about war in Eastern Europe. But I'm not sitting here telling you to enjoy what is happening. And I agree. I, I, I agree with what Tucker said, Tucker Carlson said about Haley. I kind of feel like if it came down to it, I don't envision a scenario where people are going to say no to Trump. But I think enough people would. I think it would be a mistake for Trump to pick Nikki Haley. Considering what we're seeing, especially because yesterday or two days or last week, I said I I'll, I probably would would vote for. Her. I mean, I'm not going to be happy about it, but I understand the strategy in Nikki Haley wins over older traditional voters for Trump. We needed we need a balancing uh, a balancing force. Honestly, I think that maybe Tucker Carlson he'd do a better job, but doesn't sound like Tucker want to do it well, on stage. She says, "Well, Vivek Ramaswamy's good," and I'm like, "Listen." The more Tucker puts on this air or says, I don't want that job, the more people are going to say, Tucker, it's got to be you. We need a VP who's trying not to be VP. We need political leaders who don't want to be political leaders. George Washington historically famously did not want the job. And they're like, you have to take it. You have to. It's you. And he's like, Ugh, I guess I guess I'll be the first president. Incredible. But take a look at this from the Hill. Trump should pick Haley as VP, McCarthy says. This is the point I was making. You know, it, guys, Tucker comes out and says he would fight against that ticket. Tremendous respect. That is a bold statement from a guy who, know, you know, knows the president himself and would say he's basically saying to Trump because, you know, Trump loves watching Tucker. You pick Haley. I'm, I'm advocating against your ticket. I wonder what kind of impact that has. Kevin McCarthy, on the other hand, I don't know that Trump is going to sit there and listen to what this guy has to say, but this guy wants him to pick Nikki Haley. I think it's just unlikely. Trump said unlikely. Fair point. Just consider the possibility of what that might mean. Here's what worries me. You know, you get someone like me and I'll say something like, well, yeah, I'd probably still vote for it. I'm look, I'm a you know, milk toast fence or whatever. I want I, I want Trump to win and I'll take what I can get if it's if it's Trump light because it got Haley on the ticket and it's not Trump hardcore retribution, I'll still take it. But here's 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 the reality, I guess. I think Tucker Carlson embodied it perfectly in something I didn't see or didn't didn't think about. If even half a percent or a one or two percent of people say, uh-uh, never going near Nikki Haley, Trump could lose. He could lose. I think it's his game to win right now, but VP pick matters. And so perhaps that is more than enough for me to say, Trump, don't pick this woman. Do not pick Haley, because even if you lose only a small percentage of your base, I shouldn't even say of your base of, of maybe middle of the road voters, it could be enough for them. And that's 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 not something we want to see. 
So right now we have this. Uh, this is a tweet from Miguel Pilar, currently working the TP action booth and the rankings. This is actually as of the 17th. This is two days ago. Tucker Carlson was the pick for VP. Look at that. Christy, no, it's not, not that high. Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake's so fantastic. Got to see her the other day. She's amazing. We're, we're, we're big fans. And uh, Tucker Carlson is in the lead. And uh, I'm pretty sure that's what Charlie Kirk said. I could be wrong. But Charlie Kirk did say that. Now, Ron DeSantis, only 31. DeSantis is currently behind Gnome. Now, here's the interesting thing. I, I can't remember who said it, but it was brought up on stage that TP USA is basically the RNC at this point. I mean, this is where the heartbeat of this movement is because it's pulling in people who aren't even staunch conservatives. Shout out to our good friend, Dickie Barrett, lead singer of the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, old school punk rock guy living in Arizona, shows up to hang out rock star. He's not a traditional conservative guy. And that's what I'm telling these TPUSA guys. You know, I tell Charlie, I'm like, you got a bona fide rock star. Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. I mean, they were, they were, they were huge. He gets fired for not getting the vax. He's here now. So the waves are being made. Now, when you have a, a, an event like this and, and the lowest ranking individual in the VP pick is Haley, it's like, OK, maybe that's not the way to go. Ron DeSantis, slightly above with 31 votes. Christine Ohm with 32. Carrie Lake in second. At the time, at the time, you know, we were hearing, I think it was Bannon who said that Trump would likely pick a woman. We will see. But Christine Ohm seems to be a substantially better bet. But I got to be honest. Tucker's got to do it. Now, this this all look, Tucker has to do it. But will Trump choose Tucker Carlson? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think we're all getting ahead of ourselves because Tucker may be a, a, a commentator, political personality. He's yeah, I, I'm such a big fan. I mean, we talked on stage about uh, traditional liberals, the Iraq war. He talked about the mistakes he made. He went to Iraq. He saw this. And he said that, you know, he, he realized something about Trump when Trump said, what did we get from the Iraq war? How did we benefit? And the media said, ha ha, Trump's attacking the troops. The troops agreed with Trump. They said, what did we gain from going to Iraq? Tucker Carlson, who had been on board with it early on and then realized his mistake, said, I, I was wrong about all of this. And I'm like, this is why people like Tucker, because he's he's smart. He understands what's going on. And he will turn around and be like, yeah, I, I was wrong about that. Same can be said for Jordan Peterson. When that famous interview, when he was asked about civil rights and, and he said, should, should, you know, should a business be about to bar someone? And he's like, business should be able to refuse service to whoever they want. I think it was Jim Jeffrey says, what about civil rights? And say so a black person is kicked out. And Jordan Peterson, without missing a beat, goes, hmm, you know, maybe I was wrong about that right away, because these are these are introspective, intelligent individuals who are trying to do the right thing. That's why people like Tucker. So when Tucker says or implies he doesn't want to do it, <laughs> you got to do it, man. You got to do it. So where are we currently at? Well, I do want to talk about the state of Ron DeSantis's campaign, but I will point out currently right now from SCNR.com scanner, Biden's approval rating hits record low. Americans are particularly upset about Biden's handling of inflation and immigration. And right now they're claiming Donald Trump is being Hitler-esque. You probably saw my previous segment talking about this, where they're like, Trump is echoing Hitler because he's saying the Democrats are poisoning the blood of this country with immigration, blah, blah, blah. Look, man, Trump could choose better words, fine. But you've got panic in these major urban uh, Democrat strongholds 
because of illegal immigration. And Biden's approval rating is in the gutter because of it. So enjoy the cake that you would like to have and eat too, I suppose. You get to have all your immigration and the failure of Joe Biden at the same time. I guess that means you can't have your cake and eat it too. But here's where we're currently at. So this is why I feel right now, you know, even if Trump chose Haley, I, I, how does he lose to Joe Biden? But eh, maybe it just won't be jo- uh, Joe Biden. You know what I mean? I love this story from The Hill. More than half of voters think Trump will act like a dictator if elected. Poll. Really? I'm wondering how many of those more than half want him to, at least on day one. You know, they try to smear him. They say Hitler and they scream all this stuff. Look, here's what we need as a country. We need border security. We need to bring our, we need to strengthen our manufacturing base, which, which has been improving. Joe Biden's not helping that, but Donald Trump did a great, did a great job years ago. We need someone to initiate criminal charges against corrupt elements in our government. That's just it. Now, the Democrats argue they're doing it, but anybody who actually follows the news knows that is not. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. True. For instance, in Trump's fraud trial, he didn't actually even get a trial. The judge issued a summary ruling. Despite the fact his lenders testified he was exemplary. He paid on time. They all made money. Everything he did was above board. Didn't matter. The judge didn't care. We have serious corruption in this country, and we do need a strong man not to act like a dictator, but to actually just say, guys, criminal charges. These people should face a criminal proceeding as per the Constitution. I love it because they're going to say you can't do that in politics. You can't criminal. When Trump said he would arrest Hillary Clinton, they all lost their minds. If Trump commits a crime, charge him. You, you, you try to impeach him, okay? And for political reasons, that is very difficult. I have questions about foreign policy under Donald Trump and what, what his actions may have led to. That's fine. All fair points. But that doesn't mean we still should ignore anyone else committing any crimes. I give no special favors for Trump. We need a leader who's actually going to do it. The problem, they're not going after Trump for any real crimes. They're trying to stop him. Why? I believe it's likely Trump will go after them for real crimes. So we shall see. But in the meantime, we do have some more news that came out of this. uh, Oh, man. Came out of this year, a TPUSA event. Tucker Carlson says DeSantis's online army is filled with the nastiest, nastiest, stupidest and the most zero sum people I have ever seen. Yowza. Let's see if we can uh, we can play this clip. And uh, get that audio for you. Just a question, since you all are so on the internet, and <laughs> like I'm not that much. Um, you really get the sense that Ron DeSantis, who I liked as governor, uh, the people who represent him online are the nastiest, the stupidest, and the most zero-sum people I've ever yes. seen in my life. And I don't think that reflects him, but it's like this is kind of small ball. And by the way, these purported conservatives, Ron DeSantis changed his view. And I like him. Okay. I think he's been a good governor. I just want to be clear about that. I know him personally. I like him. But his donor, Ken Griffin, told him to change his view on Ukraine from it's a regional conflict Mm -hmm. we shouldn't get involved in to it's a super important thing. We should send more money. 
one donor got him to change his view, and all these so-called conservatives are supporting that like it's the most important thing ever. I, like, who are these people and what is their problem? So my response to that, what is, it, it does reflect on Ron, if you've seen the longer clip, because Ron needs to fire the people running his campaign. And I said this the other day, and I'll, I'll, I, you know, I'll, I'll say it again here. I'll say, I'll say more. Tucker Carlson has now joined the ranks of people who are saying, what is going on with the Sanders' influencers and surrogates? And, we're, and, and I am talking about the top of his campaign staff. Guys, when you've got Cernovich, me, Tucker, there are many other conservatives who are not in. You know, I, I, I'm not going to drag people into this who aren't in this. You know, that don't want to be. But we've had people on this show who are right-leaning individuals who have never once, never once insulted or criticized Ron DeSantis over Trump or anything like that. Individuals who are conservative, that their core focus are cultural elements. And they've asked me, I'm getting slammed by these DeSantis people for some reason. We've had other prominent big name personalities, supporters of DeSantis. Ask me, are you getting attacked by the DeSantis people? And I laughed and I'm like, well, have you, are you following me? I'm like, why do you ask? I'm like, no, no, because I am too. And I'm like, what, you? You're pro-DeSantis. Yep. I'm not going to drag anybody else into this by, by shouting their names out. But, they, but, but I can mention Tucker Carlson saying the same thing. And for some reason, doesn't matter. They still go on, go on X and screech into the wind. You know, it's really, really fascinating. And this is the point that I made. One, policy-wise, as a dude, we love Ron DeSantis. He is an inspiration. Campaign-wise, he's one of the most ineffective leaders and, one of, and is running one of the most abysmal campaigns I've ever seen. He won't fire Christina Peshaw. He won't fire these other guys, Redfern, Griffin, etc. And, and these people are just, man. You know, my conspiracy theory, I told this sucker, is that they're actually Trump supporters pretending to be DeSantis supporters to sabotage Ron. But, you know, I believe that if, if, if Ron actually fired his campaign staff. Now, I have more reason to believe that's probably the case. I mean, I, and I mean this seriously, that the highest level campaign staff of Ron DeSantis, they're actually big Trump fans. And so maybe it's intentional. I don't know. But let me just make this simple point, because this is what they do. Laura Loomer, Bill Mitchell come on the Culture War podcast. They're debating Trump versus DeSantis. I ask Bill Mitchell, who's a big DeSantis supporter, why am I being attacked by the DeSantis people? And what was Bill's response? Laura Loomer said this. And I said, stop. I am not Laura Loomer. Why am I being attacked? And he once again says, you know, Laura Loomer and Alex Brusowitz. And I'm like, okay, dude, I'm done. I'm just done. These I'll put it simply for you guys. The story last week or a few days ago or whatever was that Laura Loomer tweeted something from Christina Peshaw, the head of she, she's like Ron's second in command. And it appeared to be a fake tweet saying that she thought his boss was a failure. Her boss was a failure. And uh, it seems to be fake. I don't believe Laura made it up. Someone else had tweeted it before her. She retweeted it. Perhaps irresponsible, whatever. But I don't think Laura fabricated it. I think she retweeted it. And, you know. I don't know. What do I have to say about Laura Loomer? She's Trump's biggest fan. I tweeted, no way this can be real. But I mean, I, 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 need, verif I need to you know, do some research on it. Christina Peshaw took a copied version of that tweet, changing her name for Laura. So it looked like Laura tweeted out, my boss is an idiot, even though she doesn't work for Donald Trump. 
And then she said, whoa, what's this? I called them for that. I called them scumbags. And they immediately say, haha, Tim Pool's a hypocrite. Guys, Laura Loomer is not Trump's second in command. Laura Loomer is a fan. You want to make the argument that she acts as a corsair or privateer for the Trump campaign? That the Trump campaign unleashes Loomer, knowing she's a big supporter and a, and a, and a, and a fierce defender of Trump? Fine. But Laura Loomer is not on the campaign staff. She's independent. She's a fan. This means Ron DeSantis is second in command is spending her time getting into flame wars on Twitter with Trump fans. Why? Why isn't she debating, say, I don't know, Trump chief of staff and campaign personnel? Huh. And therein lies the big issue. Say whatever you want about these people. But the reason why I don't care that Laura Loomer posts this tweet so much, I'm worried if it's fake news. It's because she's not Trump's second in command. You want to talk about a media personal personality leaps and bounds above Laura Loomer, who is still not even the Trump campaign? Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson talks to Trump and hangs out with Trump. There's that famous story from way back when he went to Mar-a-Lago and met with Trump and talked about stuff. If I'm going to be concerned about what presidential campaigns are doing, I ain't going to be bickering with fans. Imagine you're a, you, you, you make movies and you're coming out with a movie and a guy you used to work with branched off and is making another movie. And you can take him to court and you can argue with him all day and night and try and justify why you're in the right. Instead, you go on X and you start arguing with his fans. OK, I guess. But I'll just put it this way, man. It's a it's a bummer to shame. I think Tucker's the pick for VP. I certainly do. But let me just wrap this by saying when even Tucker Carlson is pointing out Ron DeSantis supporters are some of the nastiest people. At what point do these people look in the mirror, look in the mirror and say, oh, I'll put it I'll put it simply for you guys. Many of these DeSantis supporters seeing a tweet from a Trump fan will attack Tucker instead. Okay. Great. That's why Ron is 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 second lowest in the straw poll. Bummer, I guess. But we'll see. I kind of hope it's Tucker. We will see. 2024 will be wild. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out. Download the song. Go to the best song ever. Support our work. We're going to get uh, Jeremy Boring and Michael Knowles up on that billboard chart alongside us. All, we all have writing credits on the song. The original was by them. But uh, maybe somehow. We will get 500,000 sales of this song. I really doubt it. But if we did, I, I really don't see hitting a gold record, uh, a, you know, gold record in a week. Not likely. But I, gotta, I, I, do, I do feel like, you know, it would be funny because I told the guys at the Daily Wire, I was like, hey, you know, I, I think we'll hit the billboard charts. You know, it, it is what it is. Considering how many paying supporters you have, if 500,000 people bought the song for 69 cents, y'all would have a gold record on your wall. Uh, kind of funny to think about. I don't think we have that kind of influence, unfortunately. But maybe you guys can prove me wrong and uh, buy the song at thebestsongever.com. You'll get a discount code for Casper Coffee, 35% off everything. You like coffee? You want discounted coffee? Buy the song. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you all at 4 p.m. 
Perhaps one of the funnier points ever made on Timcast IRL was from Owen Schroyer when he pointed out that the crew here on the podcast has done more time than anyone on the Epstein client list. And uh, last night I, I made this point again during the show with Tucker Carlson. And I asked uh, if everyone had been arrested. Charlie said, no, I detained. He's like, what did he say? Like briefly, uh, Ian says I got stopped because my friend had pot once. And I said, there, right there. All of us here have done more time for some random issue than anyone on the Epstein client list has for their relation to Jeffrey Epstein's trafficking ring. I try to be very specific in how I phrase that because you phrase it wrong and it sounds like we're on the list too. Like, no, no. Well, the point is Ian Crossland being detained briefly because his friend had pot is more time served, which like 15 minutes than anyone on the Epstein list served for what they were doing with Jeffrey Epstein. Now, for all I know, many of them had arrested before. Who knows? But ladies and gentlemen, do we have big news Fingers crossed for this one. I'm not surprised it's coming out so close to the holidays. Over 170 of Jeffrey Epstein's high profile associates will be named in court documents set to be unsealed in the first days of 2024. IRL going to be lit. (laughs) We're going to have we got to get Luke to come back on. Luke, if you're listening, you got to come back on the show the moment this stuff drops, because we will just sit here and do a dry read of every name. Oh, boy. I got to say. I can only assume the people who know their names are on this list are preparing an exodus. Perhaps there is an underground cave somewhere they would like to crawl before it's too late. A judge has ruled to unseal the documents, naming 177 does, Epstein's friends, recruiters and victims. Now, okay, okay. You know, we sit here, we celebrate, we say we want to go after these people, but victims are being named too. And this is going to be, oh, this will be rough. So no, we'll be careful here. I don't want to read through a list of names and just shout at the names of victims because the names have been made public. So understanding when these documents come out, what they say, if there's like a janitor, hey, no, you were a janitor for Epstein with all that going on. We will say your name down to the lowliest, say delivery boy courier for Epstein who knew what was going on to the highest second in command. Well, Ghislaine Maxwell, all who worked on this criminal enterprise shall be named the victims. No, not so much. But those names will be coming out, it seems. I wonder how many we're going to get. Understand, it may actually be 150 victims and you only get 27 actual criminals. It could be five victims and the rest are criminals. Dozens of Jeffrey Epstein's high profile associates are in for a New Year surprise as they will be named in court documents set to be released in the first days of 2024. The pedo's powerful friends are set to be exposed as part of a vast unsealing that a judge ordered on Monday that will take place in 14 days. Oh, boy, guys. uh, So this is our last week before the holiday. And I'm not a big I'm not a big holiday taker, although I have family that would they beg take the holidays off. And, uh, you know, I think last year we took we took Christmas off the last week of December of the year we take off. You know, I, I think it's reasonable. You should get two weeks of vacation. We do one. Fine. We'll take it. I don't like taking vacations, but here's the reality. You can't book guests. Nobody's going to fly out to do a show in the D.C. area. And so we kind of realized, OK, OK, let's stop swimming upstream. Let's just take a vacation. 
So this Friday, we're going to wrap. And I'm going to go visit family. We're going to enjoy Christmas dinner and gift giving. It'll be very nice and very fun. And then when I come back, when we come back to this show in the beginning of the year, we will have the names, I hope, <laughs> of some of Epstein's associates. Finally. It's, it's a wild thought. It's a wild thought. You want a Christmas present? How about it's accountability and exposing demons? I mean that figuratively, but by all means, if you want to mean it literally. It was it was actually fascinating with uh, hanging out with Tucker. One of the parts of the, one, of, one of the big parts of the conversation we had was aliens, entities, beings. And, you know, Luke was saying he thinks it's more spiritual that these beings that people think are aliens are not aliens. Perhaps some kind of angel demon entity of some sort. I don't know what I can tell you is, man, evil exists. And this guy, this guy was evil. They say some 177 people will be identified across hundreds of files, which will shed new light on the late financier's trafficking, sex trafficking operation and his network of influence. Amazing. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I want to see it. Judge Laura Preska wrote, unsealed in full, next to the names of 177 does who are Epstein's friends, recruiters, victims, and others whose names will be revealed when the material is released in the coming weeks. The material is related to a defamation case brought by Prince Andrew's accuser, Virginia Roberts, in New York against Epstein's Madame Ghislaine Maxwell. Roberts sued Maxwell for defamation in 2016. And while the case was settled, media outlets filed in order to have the documents made public. Some of the does, like John Doe and Jane Doe, are identified in the ruling through links to interviews they had given to the media, which the judge cited as a reason why they should not stay private. Wow. They include the housekeepers on Epstein's Island in the Caribbean, where some of the worst abuse that he perpetrated was carried out. Housekeeper, get named. You stood by. You knew what was going on. Okay. You want to you wanna play the game that you had no idea? Innocent till proven guilty. Fair point. I don't like the court of public opinion, but I'm sorry, man. We're going to know who you are, and we're going to have some serious questions for you. When you are a housekeeper cleaning things up for what Epstein was doing, I have to imagine what it was you were cleaning would keep you apprised to the nature of his business. These people are all dark people. In a ruling, Judge Prescott gave 14 days for any does who objected to the documents being made public to object after which they would be unsealed. Now, that's the sad thought. There's a lot of people who might come out and be like, no, 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 no. Here's the worst thing. It may be that there's a, let's say, um, a guy who uh, had flown on Epstein's plane one time from, uh, I don't know, insert New York to Florida or something. Never talked to him after that. Met him at a party. He said, we got a private jet flying down back to Florida. You need a ride? And he's like, wow, that'd be awesome. And he flies and he doesn't know any better. This guy's name might come out. So what happens? He goes to the court and says, do not release these names 
because I have nothing to do with the enterprise. I simply got a ride on his plane one time. I'm embarrassed. It's disgusting, but I had nothing to do with this. I have alibis, blah, blah, blah. Here's where I was before the flight. Here's where I was after the flight. If you release it, it'll destroy my life. The judge could say yes. Say, hmm, yeah, innocent guy, unrelated. I don't know if that would mean all of the names, all of them would remain redacted. But I have to tell you, anyone with power and means, they're going to do whatever they can to make sure their name does not go public. So the names we actually get are likely going to be housekeepers. I'll take what I can get. I give no benefit of the doubt to the housekeepers. Y'all were involved. Every one of these people that gets named innocent until proven guilty, fair point. But y'all get named. They say there will also be documents about one of Prince Andrew's accusers who claims he. Wow, I'm not going to read that. Assaulted her. There was all there will also be material about Haley Robson, who was named as a recruiter in police files of Epstein's original investigation in 2006, though she has more recently claimed she was a victim, too. Please. The filing suggests some documents will relate to Jean-Luc Brunel, a French model scout who was close to Epstein and abused, allegedly, many young women. Allegedly abused. Brunel hanged himself in a Paris prison cell in 2022 while awaiting trial on a slew of charges. Did he? Did he? This guy Epstein himself. That's what they say. Sure. The documents in the case have been released on a rolling basis since 2019, when the first batch were made public days before Epstein also hanged himself in prison while awaiting trial on charges. I don't think any sane person who pays attention think that Epstein actually took his own life. You'd have to be dumb. I'm sorry, my friends. Occam, Occam's razor suggests he, he was killed. And you, the media is going to be like, it's a conspiracy theory. No, the conspiracy theory is that first, the, the cellmate claims Epstein tries to kill himself. Then the cameras go out. The guards fall asleep. Are you nuts? That's the conspiracy theory <laughs> that all of those things just happened. Come on. My favorite story from this was when Chris Reagan tweeted that he got into an Uber and the first thing the driver does is turn around and go, yo, that guy didn't kill himself. <laughs> Nobody believes it, dude. Nobody believes it. I have a feeling we're going to see some some uh, uh, attempts at blocking this hands down because I got to tell you, these people be sweating bullets. But cross your fingers, my friends, this may be a Christmas surprise. I think we need these names. I think we 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 need to uh, get this out. Now, there's some uh, information on these documents. We know Doe 64 appears to be Farmer Sister Maria. Six, 67 is one of the recruiters. So it looks like brought a 14 year old girl. Jeez, man. These people are sick. Demons. Let's roll. Two weeks. Two weeks. Judge Loretta Presca. Good job. I wish you the best. Stay safe. We'll see what happens. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on the channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. The Democrats knew about this guy. They knew. You heard the story? Democrat staffer, Democrat from Maryland, engaging in, let's just say, LGBTQ adult activities. We'll, uh, we'll give you some time to, to soak into this one before we just crank it all the way up to 11. Breach of trust. Democratic senator breaks silence on staffers hearing room sex tape. 
Yeah, it's a disgusting story. And I'll say this. The building should be decontaminated. It's not a joke. Everyone's laughing. Ha ha. I know. I know. It's funny. Funny. But I mean, it seriously. How many people touched those same things? How many people didn't wash their hands? The first thing I'll tell you is after seeing a video like this, for those that have, this is the Democratic staffer having adult relations with another man and filming it in the Senate building. Wash your hands. This is why you wash your hands. You know, you got these stories about people who will be on an airplane and they'll put their food on the tray in front of them and they don't care. And people change babies diapers on those things. Flight attendants will tell you like, hey, don't, don't, you know, wipe it off. Keep it clean. You don't want to touch that stuff. They knew. They knew about this guy. And they're going to act like they didn't. They fired him. But we have this report from the desk.net. Matthew Keyes reporting. They knew what he was posting. This guy was posting that he wanted to engage in sexual activities with other men on his social media at public events. They knew. Now, whether or not they knew he was going to take it all the way as far as you can, I don't know for sure. First, we'll start light from the National Review. Senator Ben Cardin made his first public comments Monday night since reports emerged days earlier that one of his legislative aides made a sex video in a Senate hearing room. I was angry. I was disappointed. The soon to be retired legislator told Fox News. It's a breach of trust. It's a tragic situation. And it's presented a lot of anger and frustration. I'm concerned about our staff and the way that they feel about this. Wow. On Friday, the Daily Caller published a graphic video purporting to show Cardin staffer Aiden Mace how do you pronounce this? Cheropsky filming a sexual interaction with another man. Interaction? I try to keep things family friendly. So let's just say the two men were enjoying each other's company to the utmost extreme. And they were entering through the exit. It's the same room where the 9-11 commission hearings were held. And former FBI director James Comey testified against President Trump. The video was originally posted in a group chat for gay men in politics. Senator Cardin's office remained tight-lipped over the weekend, telling Politico in a terse statement at the time, Aiden Mace Chirapsky is no longer employed by the U.S. Senate and that no comment will be forthcoming on the personal matter. Now, my understanding is that uh, I'll, I'll read more. While he acknowledged his, his disappointment over the incident, Cardin refused to provide reporters with additional details. He did, however, confirm the Capitol Police are investigating the incident. Lock this guy up. Both of them. Lock him up. Disgusting. And they, they better I, they better decontaminate that room. Because if they don't, I tell you this. Anybody who gets called in to testify in that room and they never decontaminate it, I'd say, I'm not going in that building. It's a biological hazard. It is. Meanwhile, the aide temporarily released a statement on LinkedIn. Reflecting on the news, which appears to have since been deleted, quote, this has been a difficult time for me as I've been attacked for who I love to pursue a political agenda. You disgusting, evil, evil man. You are being criticized, rightly so, for your criminal activity in a public building. No one cares who you love. 
While some of my actions in the past have shown poor judgment, I love my job and will never disrespect my workplace. Any attempts to characterize my actions otherwise are fabricated, and I'll be exploring what legal options are available to me in these matters. None. You're a criminal. Now, I will say, there is a lot coming about this guy, and I don't know how they confirmed this is the guy who was doing the videos, but it's been reported widely by basically everyone. But they do say it's purported. So as for this guy's specific name, Aiden Mace Chiropsky, innocent until proven guilty. Fair point. However, that being said, in this official reporting from the desk.net, Matthew Keyes exposes that should this be the guy they knew. They knew. Staffer who made sex tape in Hart office building was warned over social media posts. The chief of staff for Senator Ben Cardin's office warned Aiden Mays Chiropsky. Is that how you pronounce it? Or is it Sarapsky? To tone down his social media posts after promoting him to a junior level position in November. Ben Cardin, shame on you. You knew what he was posting. And that's all you said? Oh, yeah, yeah, calm down. Well, it was the chief of staff, not Ben himself, but still. A junior level legislative aide who was fired after a video surface showing him and another man having sex in a congressional office building. So I believe it is confirmed now. Warned at least once about his risque social media posts, postings. In November, Chris Lynch, chief of staff for Cardin. Uh, let's see. Blah, 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 from his graduate war. What is this? Promoted USC Berkeley aide in mass from his entry level aide job while simultaneously warning him to stop posting nude and semi nude photographs to his public Instagram page. May Sarovsky affirmed the warning in a now deleted story posted to Instagram page in which he said the chief of staff promoted me and in the same breath suggested I tone down my social media. You want to see what some of that was? There's something graphic here. Here's one where he says, pictured me trying to resist the urge to suck on Representative Sorensen's gorgeous fingers. That's a sex act. Matthew Keyes tweets, the whole Aiden May Sarovsky situation first reported by Henry Rogers, D.C., has been interesting to watch play out. His social media activity was well known within Cardin's office, and he posted questionable things for months, like this photo with Eric Sorensen. Eric Sorensen, U.S. congressman for Illinois 17, former meteorologist, climate guy on local uh, uh, TV, 22 years, rep Eric Sorensen. Interesting. From the Quad Cities. What's his involvement? His profile shows a rainbow flag. We, I, we need an investigation. I'm not joking. This is a guy who was posting that he wanted to do these things, that he was posting things that were considered, uh, they was posting nude and semi-nude photos. He was warned to stop. They knew he was doing this kind of stuff. Who else is involved? I, I want to know. I'm disgusted. This is insulting. It's disgusting. Madison Cawthorn gets dragged over the coals. They say he's crazy. Why? Because he said they were, they're they talking about having orgies in D.C., doing drugs. And then they remove him. You know why? I'm willing to bet they removed him because they are having drug-fueled orgies and he's ruining the party. Well, now you see this. I think, uh, I think Sorensen should be asked some questions about this. What's his involvement with this guy? Why is, what, what's going on here? This guy posted about him. Did Sorensen not know that he was posting about wanting, wanting to engage in public sex acts? And the Democrats knew about this. Despite questionable posts, fewer than Cardin's office felt there was much they could do. 
with Lynch telling one staffer the posts were made in a personal account and the office didn't want to come across as impeding on the personal expression of an openly gay staffer. Lynch and Cardin's communications director, Sue Wilitsky, did not respond to an email from the desk seeking comment on the matter. He was fired on Friday after he was identified as one of the two men who appeared in an explicit video in the Hart Senate office building. It was posted to a private a Twitter account used by Mays Sarovsky and separately published in a porn related group chat on social messaging on a social messaging app. The Daily Caller obtained a copy of the video and published a version that removed his face. In a statement obtained by news outlets over the weekend, spokesperson for Senate Cardin's office said he was no longer employed. So I believe it is confirmed. More than a thousand people commented on his LinkedIn post before his entire profile was deleted on Monday. Many were critical with a gay Fortune 500 executive writing that he was playing the homophobia card while refusing to take personal responsibility for what he did. That's exactly right. Now, the issue I take, they knew. There's no way Ben Cardin didn't know. Maybe that's why he's retiring. Probably not. Probably not. But you get it. You get it. His chief of staff knew it was going on. I guarantee they had a meeting about it. And they said, look, people can post what they want to post. But this guy was clearly, clearly someone who should should have been vetted. This should not have been allowed. And here's the issue. As many said, why didn't they vet this guy? The reality is they did know. They just did not care. Because to them, posting lewd and lascivious content is free expression. That's the line, man. It's not free expression. Sexual activity, in my opinion, is not free expression. There, there, I, I have no problem with saying there's a reason why we limit uh, obscenity, criminal activity. I'm not a free speech absolutist. It wasn't a political opinion. It wasn't an idea of what should be legal. It was him engaging in inappropriate behavior. And then he filmed a gay sex tape in the Senate building. Lock him up. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast IRL. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then.